Kids, we are back. The uh, the strike is over. We have uh, reached an agreement with uh, management and decided to come back stronger than ever, hotter takes than ever, and uh, you know, ready to entertain the masses. This is a this is a big day, right, Andy? Uh, masses? You mean the? Well, I mean, we got like twenty solid listeners. And you know what? Now that the strike is over, I think our name is out there enough that we might have 22. Now, how did you feel about having to strike against me and negotiate <laughs> your contract against your own brother? Well, I felt it was the right thing to do first off. Um, I don't think what was going on was fair or right. I was representing future Link generations and uh, it needed to be done. Well, all I really wanted was a hand at that international draft. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that when we have someone from another country in here, I wanted access to them. And I apologize. I employed dirty tactics. I brought in the strike, the, uh, the tough negotiator, Brian Dulski, to really, you know, break you down and win over, you know, what I needed done. So uh, that's why tonight, representing me, I have Brian Dulski here. You know, Brian, I kind of hated the way you went on Twitter and just kind of fired shots at me over and over again. Just MF dandy left and right. It's all part of the plan. Yep. And it worked. Part of the plan. Got to have a good social presence. Went over the uh, the lemmings. Put pressure on David. Yep. Worked like a charm. I, I thought your Instagram campaign was fantastic. <laughs> it was it was actually Snapchat, but yeah. Okay, no, Snapchat. I'm sorry. TikToks? The TikToks? The TikToks. You could literally say anything you want about me on all of those platforms, and I would never know. <laughs> You're on Snapchat, right? No. I thought... No, I'm pretty sure you are. Maybe there's a fake Andy out there doing Probably. Snapchat. Okay. All right. Fair yep. enough. Probably, like, I think a few people a tried to set up... 58. Fake <laughs> websites way back in the day when there was no <laughs> social media. <laughs> the, uh... The TikToks, man, it's a, it's a suck hole. Like, it will just take you down, and, like, you'll be gone for hours on a rabbit hole. Never once looked on it, and I don't ever need to. Oh, man. I'm an old. They have the videos now on the uh, on the old face bat. Mm-hmm. You know, you go on there, and they'll have, like, you know, one quick TikTok, and then it leads to another TikTok, and it just, they loop. And uh, I tell you what, if you watch one, then it, like, learns what you will watch, and it will, like, it's smart. It, it will only play, it'll play more of those videos and more of those videos. So uh, we will get a whole bunch of videos about haberdashery. Yep. Haberdashery. Brian? Beaver pelts. Uh, well, as long as you turn them into hats, yes. Yeah. 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 So I'm not strictly just animal pelt hats. It's really <laughs> all kinds of hats. Yeah. The act of turning a beaver into a hat. I'm yes. pretty sure that's how it breaks down. Now, isn't a TikTok like so many seconds? Like, you'd have to be really quick on, like, no, turning that a pelt. Vine is eight seconds. Fine. Is that still a thing? <laughs> That's not a thing anymore. <laughs> Did they shut that down completely? Brian? I'm going to go with TikTok's the new Vine. Yep. Good TikTok answer. can go... Definitely uh, answer to the question. I think, like, you know, multiple minutes, two to three, four, something like that. Yeah. 
So yep. it's the Twitter of videos? We'll say that. Okay. You know who would know this? Cousin Katie. Yes, she's a TikTok aficionado. Yep, 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 yep. She sends me them once in a while, and I go, I don't know how to operate this. <laughs> My phone asks me if I want to open it up on a website or if I just want to open it up through the app. And I'm like, I don't want the app on my phone. So you're just thumb mashing the I'm screen. just thumb mashing the hell yeah. out of it. I uh, I do love the old, like, people who send you the TikToks. I don't have the app. I don't have the app. But they'll send you the TikToks, and then, like you said, it'll say, hey, sure you don't want to download the app? No, I'm good. I'm 8, good. 8,000% sure. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome Brian's too. dying. Wow. All right. That was that was a... <coughs> Excuse me while I put this out. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> Patrick! <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I thought you were going Yeah, there. I thought you no, had a thought, I, uh, man. Um, yeah. I, just give me give me some time to warm back up here. Perfect. Yep. So, uh... Adding a lot of color to you your knew You, you knew, like, two days today. ahead. You knew about two days ahead of time you were going to do this. You couldn't have been practicing in the car. I, I had a couple of things, but we haven't gotten to them yet. So you, give, give it, give it some time. You know, Brian's wore out. He he fought my battle on the uh, on the right. old front of the strike. That's true. And uh, he's kind of recharging his batteries, which really, again, jokes about the strike aside, is what we did. You know, we shut it down for three months. We did recharged our batteries. Somebody had foot surgery. <laughs> two of them. You do have two feet. I and do. Have. Both of them were operated on. Yep. They were both operated on nine and a half to size eleven. Congratulations! <laughs> I did. I grew a whole. I grew a whole shoe size. It's very exciting in a link house. His feet both point the same direction. Same now. direction now. This yeah. is exciting. S- serious question: How's it? How has it affected your like knees and hips? No, and they all still hurt, bud. They all still hurt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Doesn't uh, impact him at all. Still have really crappy knees. So yeah. How has it affected your evasiveness when being chased? Well. I can't go left to right, but so serpentine's out. So but you're just a straight line runner. Just straight line hobbler is what I am. <laughs> I'm pretty much going to have to talk my way out of whatever's chasing can you, me. Can you run faster than one person you're with? No. <laughs> no. As a matter of fact, in a call the other day when we were talking about going to New Orleans and we had to be like, oh, everyone's got to have a partner. I go, all you have to do is be faster than me. And that's everybody in this conversation. <laughs> uh, I... I've actually seen Rob Dyer run. Just go with him. There you go. I don't know. Even he can hobble and drag that one leg along Hat tip a lot pastor. faster. Yeah. <laughs> Hat it, tip faster. It has actually been so long since I ran, I'm not sure how to do it. Like, have you ever just not done something for so long that you're like, I'm not, I'm not sure if I can actually move my legs that quick to look like I'm running even? I mean, No. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. All right. All right. That's fair. I mean, my son's 11, so. Well, mine is too. Congrats. <laughs> I, I, don't get me wrong. I don't run as much as I used to. Hashtag sad days. But, uh, but you know, you, you just, you start moving. It's fine. It's like, it's like riding a bike, Andy. Once you you're on it, forget. you just never forget. Hashtag never forget. I just think back to that one time in sixth grade when I was really fast, and I'm like, oh, I can feel the hair, that my hair <laughs> blowing in the breeze. Uh-huh. Wonder what that was like. Your hair with your perfectly quaffed rat tail part down the side, rat tail in the back. Oh, yeah. No, it was a spike. Remember? I don't remember your sixth grade hair sketch. No, oh, I do. No. It was sad. It was sad. Brian. In <laughs> in elementary school, we had to do a. Um, a little skit for a famous uh, 
somebody famous in history, and so I picked um, somebody with a rat tail. I picked Mickey Mantle, and so famous um, for his rat tail. Yeah, right. <laughs> Most famous switch hit rat tail player <laughs> ever. I think so, that's what his Hall of Fame plaque says. There was a there was a a, a white sheet and a light projected behind you and you, 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 your silhouette was out to the audience and you had to start describing who you were and why you were in history and I remember the someone picture someone guessed Brian's sister the, yeah, <laughs> the, the picture from that was me and a side view and the rat tail was like twisted up a little bit and I, I can't even I, I it, so it's not a proud moment in, in history <laughs> they go fifth grade Brian is that Gina Davis from A League of Their Own? <laughs> oh, man. Wait, so you had a rat tail, too. It, so that was going strong I in Pittsburgh? It's a Pittsburgh thing, man. <laughs> no, I had one, I too, know. man. Does that really surprise you? No, okay. not from Pittsburgh, no. They invented the rat tail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, icy light and a rat tail. Um, <laughs> hey, guys, you know what is a majestic animal? The rat. <laughs> the rat. Let's imitate it. <laughs> oh, brother. I don't know. It's what you did. I guess. I guess it's what you did. I mean, you had one, too. I, no, I don't think I did. Yeah, I think you did, bud. Pretty sure I did. Pretty <laughs> I think sure you did, bud. was Video always podcast description. the definition of, like, you know, Collective modern bargaining, style. rat tails. <laughs> <laughs> so, that reminds me. So, uh, Rob was out at our parents' house the other day, and he was looking at our senior pictures. And he was enjoying going around going, it, it's nice seeing, like, uh, all you guys, like, what you were like in high school, but... All of Dave Sr. pictures just said, you're welcome. <laughs> That's every one of his pictures just said, you're welcome, underneath it. It's accurate. I mean, again, I had it going on, man. You did. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, still, underneath this uh, layer of pandemic, uh, you know, five extra pounds, uh, it's still going on. It's still there going go. on. You're welcome. You're welcome. Now, I did look at it. So you had, you and I both had one of those pictures that were hung at the mall. Yeah. <laughs> it was for... Uh, it was I National H Honor Society. Yes, thank you. It was National Honor Society. So it, had, it listed all of the things that we had done in high school, and then it listed, like, what we wanted to do. And yours said, I want to be an attorney, or you said a lawyer or a politician. Would have made a great pot politician, man. I can play both sides of the fence like nobody's business. But you can't actually make a decision on those things because, no. you know, as a politician, you don't need to. <laughs> you just keep philandering. Just pandering. Yep. 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 Oh, man. I love playing Switzerland and just being neutral on topics. Yeah. Yep. It's best that way. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I'm sorry, what did yours say? Oh, I wanted to go to Broadcast Center. Which has led me to what we're doing right now. To our podcast, where yeah. we hit a lot of... What is our target market? Ukrainians? No, not Ukrainians. 20, and, 20 people ah, there in was the a, greater Mascouda area. Greater Mascouda. <laughs> God, I felt like there was like a country that we were trending in, but I could be wrong. Again, it's been Riyadh. That's not a country, that's a city. Sure. But, you know. You looking for the bottle opener? I was actually looking at your penis. Yeah. Trying there, to there you find go. it. <laughs> What's great about that is that uh, I'm just going to overlook that whole, what you just said. <laughs> I'm going to move past it. Uh, what, I, what I think is great is that I, I would listen on there, uh, going to Broadcast Center to be a, a radio DJ. And I did. I did it. 
But then when we do the podcast, I go, nah, Dave, you just be point. You be the guy who leads in and out. <laughs> well, you know, because you do a great job of playing the other role. Right. And it works out well. Which is what you want in a radio career. You want to be the other guy. <laughs> what is it? The lead guy and the color guy? Yep. Yep. So you're the color guy. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh, so do we still have any of your tapes from back when you did Broadcast Center? I don't think so. I've tried to find them in amongst all the, like knickknacks that are in like a box of stuff i can't find any of them i'd love to find it and pop it in but then you'd have also have to have a tape player right who has a tape player yeah, yes very good point. did you intern at the 101 the river the river yeah, yeah. Like, I w- you actually went into the station yeah, i was and- there one day i i actually oh. interned one day only one day God, what did you do like like pee and not hit the toilet and go down the grate or something so the story is that when i called them back to be like hey when do i show up again they go well we gave the uh we gave the internship to the uh, general manager's niece so we're not gonna need you i'm like well i mean i didn't do anything the first day to make anyone mad so i mean i like i don't do you remember vince porcelli I do. Yeah, Vic Porcelli. Vic Porcelli. Like, yeah. I mean, he was a big name in St. Louis. I, he might even still be on the radio or on the arch or something like Could that. Could be. But he did a morning show. And one Vic day and I, Trish, right? Vic and Trish, yep. Yeah. I've met the great Trish Gazelle. And, uh, I mean, it was really cool. Like, when you go into these into these booths, I mean, it's amazing how much technology is actually going on in these things with the big boom mics and the boards and the lights flashing everywhere. And that was back in the day when they still played some stuff on CDs. They weren't all stored on a computer, right? Because this is 1998. And so, like, there is just a library of, of CDs on the wall and tapes and records. And there might have even been some eight tracks on there. Like, because they would have to pull these things out of there. And one of the intern jobs is to pull them out, hand them to what they're going to be playing, that kind of thing. Okay, so two questions off of that. One, like, so did they have a playlist written out of what was going to be played when? You did get handed um, what you were going to be playing because, um, you know, there's the top 40. Like, so I was on the river. So that's easy list, adult contemporary, essentially, at the time, right? Yeah. Um, And so you had to play the top 40, but then the DJ would have his choice of, like, mixing some music in. But since it was the morning show there wasn't a lot of like music played like you maybe play one song well so then that yeah that actually is my second question so it is a morning show on a on a music station so yeah there's uh, there's talk but there's music built in and they usually play like three songs don't they and then mm-hmm. there's only like what five minutes of talking maybe right Brian, not, not a on morning the, show? Not on the morning shows. Even then. Morning they, shows are 90% talk. 90% talk. Okay. And with then, like and, well, one no, song thrown they're in. They're 50% talk, 40% commercials, and 10% song. And when you say um, the talking versus commercials, is there like live reads? Like, so all I do is listen to um, a morning show where there's no music. It's sports loosely based, whatever. Are there live reads on these morning shows where there's... Um, oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, what do they talk about? Sketches and bits. Sketches and bits. Like, there's definitely sketches they do. Like, they have, like, I think the Rizzuto show does their, like, real or fake or or whatever it's called. uh, Craigslist Freak of the Week. They do a lot of call-in things where they're, like, you know, good or 
well, good or gross is a whole another thing. That one's kind of cool where they have the good jelly, or gross jelly belly uh, jelly beans. And yeah. one's like they uh, mix in the Harry Potter lime, ones, and one is like booger. Yeah, and one is like um, coconut, and one is spoiled milk. It's it's not it's not free form. I mean, it's not like it's scripted. No, but it's no. not free form either. No. Like they, they, they have do a good job. what they're going to do. Yeah, they do. If a good job. that's your thing, they, they do in the morning what we should have done before we got here. Show prep? And, and planned out what oh, we were going to talk about. I actually disagree. Like, when I like a radio personality, I want to have them just kind of BS. I'd rather them just talk yeah. and see what comes up. I mean, honestly, talk about just the nonsense that happened in your day. You know, like, uh, well, I can't come up with a specific example from this conversation yet, but, but it's there. It yeah. just kind of naturally led to Andy talking about his career at uh, the Broadcast Center. Career. <laughs> career. It lasted two months? No, it was, I mean, it was one day. It was literally a one-day intern. I said five words on the radio. Yep, it sure is cold. <laughs> five words. Oh, we got, we got to roll the tape and find that somewhere. <laughs> Did yep. they? Did they talk to you? Yeah, they did. They okay. Talked to me one time. All right, all right. And they go, hey, we just got the new intern, Andy Lincoln, and uh, he we sent him up on the tower to see what the temperature is. What's it like out up there? And I go, yep, it sure is cold. Perfect. Nailed it, Andy. Nailed well done. it. Hardcore well done. nailed it. Huh. All right, so let me, let me take it somewhere. So um, occasionally people will find themselves on the radio on television, something like that. Are there any times in your life up to this point where you've been like on the news or I have actually been on the radio in the last three years. Oh yeah, you were. Let's let's hear it. So um, our friend Ryan Wiggins, who uh, is a producer. He was a producer. Was a producer. For the Dave Glover show. Yeah, for the Dave Glover show. He's been in the radio business for a while, but he's like a, he's a friend of a friend for me. Um, he was on the Dave Glover show and they were talking about role playing games and he knew that we play nerd games on Friday nights I think he might have even played one time with us and he go, he called me or he texted me one day and goes hey do you uh, would you mind coming in and just talking about what you do on nerd night and I'm like sure sure let's do it and so I go in and like it, it's so nerve-wracking because again you walk in and there's all these boom mics mm-hmm. and there's all these like like Dave Glover isn't like a celebrity by any stretch but you know he's a dude that people on the radio know I know this guy right well, he's sure. a St. And, Louis and, celebrity and yeah. think about what's the audience at that point 20,000 people listening probably yeah probably uh, probably probably I mean, more probably a hundred thousand actually oh, like gosh. he was he was on 97.1, uh-huh. which had quite the, the listenership. And, and he was just kind of a let's talk about whatever kind of dude. Like, and he was in drive time. Like, I was on drive time radio. Yeah. Like, it, it's just so nerve-wracking when you are stuck talking. You know, that, you know that time when you're, like, at the beginning when you're starting to give a speech and you can't quite catch your breath and you're talking up here out mm-hmm. of the air that you store in the top of your chest? Like, that's how I was for, like, a whole minute. And I'm like, I can't catch my, can't catch my breath. Oh, God. Because I knew that, like, no one I knew was listening. But there was, you know, 100,000 people listening to this thing. And I'm like, shit, what am I going to... And so there I was just explaining what I did on Nerd Night. 
Now here's the fun part. So I, I was trying to be a little prepared for it. And so like I, I had my backpack that I brought in and I had like my backpack that I brought in. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is my 20-something die. <laughs> ah, well, we'll get there. <laughs> so I I have my one of my nerd books in there. So I'm like, just in case I need an example of like what a rule book looks like or something like that. Not thinking they're not going to go that deep. They didn't go that deep. But I also had like a box of dice. And and I had it sitting. I, I pulled my stuff out kind of just to be prepared. And I swear to God, when he asked me about something and I go yeah and most of it's decided by these dice and you know I talk with my hands I knock them all onto the floor perfect like perfect. a dork <laughs> so then during commercial break there's Andy picking up all his little nerd dice off the floor <laughs> of a radio booth <laughs> and you were in for two segments one one segment. one I was on for like 15 minutes it was, yeah, it was pretty I, I did listen to it yeah. it was fun yeah. uh couple of times i've been on i so weirdly enough same show dave glover he did a show live from Chili's from my one bar time yeah and he was bar God, i was on the show from, twice yeah live from chili's <laughs> and uh and hey, you i do was, remotes he I, did not have a hundred thousand person audience if he not at that time chili's. that was like his early days. that was the early yeah. days yeah and uh and i was there and i uh i appeared for like was it a trivia thing or something like that or yeah, whatever it was trivia yeah um i did like a timmy zell morning show hit one time uh for back when i did like these sports league things i was advertising for broom ball which was a uh kind of hybrid hockey soccer sport well let's, yeah i mean yeah. it's hockey with a ball hockey, and a broomstick yeah and no no skates was there skate no, no. there's no skates tennis shoes yeah out in uh, forest park and um, uh, midday hit on Channel Five one time for that same stuff. Uh, just various little things like that. Tim Ezel, yeah. huh? Tim Ezel, yeah, yeah, hell of a funny guy. Yeah, actually, he is actually good. very funny. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, I had a, a very small uh, cameo on the five o'clock news in Pittsburgh. There was a big uh, trailer park fire. There's a big trailer park fire. <laughs> Save a cat. Um, the whole fire I saved my bush light son. <laughs> Dad, Dad praised me for saving that sign for years. And that was how his rat tail burned off. <laughs> and my rat tail burned off. And I'm here now. So, news crew was, was uh, just riding around trying to get some footage of a, like a snow day in school. And I had built a snowman. And they're like, hey, um, why don't you uh, let us take some video of you, you know, putting the arms in and the scarf on and whatever. So they, like, did that. And, and you were 18 at the time? Um, uh, just had graduated college before okay. I left, yeah, for my first <laughs> job, actually. So you were 80% drunk then? Uh, possibly <laughs> drunk. Possibly. I stuck a, yeah, I stuck an icy light can in it for the nose. Uh, or Yingling? What? What? I don't know yet. Could be Yingling. Rolling Rock at the time. Pittsburgh Pirates hat on him. A hundred percent, yes. <laughs> and this was right after Chico leaned retired, so he was really upset. Right. So, well, yep. you know, best second baseman, Hall of Famer. Pirates Hall of Fame. Dude, ninety-two Pirates callback, David. Well done. <laughs> yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, him and Jay Bell were a hell of a combo. Yeah, I know, right? Who Them led up the middle. Major League Baseball and sacrificed bunts for fifteen consecutive seasons. 
J-Bell. Didn't Chico Lean make a career out of getting hit by the ball, too? Terrible stat for your number two hitter in the order to have. So that was before analytics, apparently, that you would just give up outs freely to move a runner to second base mm. in the first inning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and don't he, get me wrong. It worked for him. They won the NL East. They won nothing ever. They made it to they the championship game. They didn't win one game. pennant. No. No, to the NLCS. That's nothing. <laughs> Three times in a row. And lost. Three times in a row. I don't know why you need a guy at second base if you have Bobby Bonilla and Barry Bonds coming up after uh, <laughs> Right, right. And Al Martin. And, and Jay Bell, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't he like a potential 20 home run guy? He could, yes. So He could hit the ball instead of giving uh, himself up. Anyway, let's go away from that. That's a sad subject. All right, oh, sorry. no, I really like talking about the 92 Pirates. Yeah, my bad. There he was, 18 and putting arms on a snowman. And, and I got on the news. It was a good eight-second segment. Ah, right good on. for you, bud. Right on. 8-18, whatever. So, <laughs> so were you, like, you know, public school famous for a little bit? I'm pretty sure only my mom saw the news. Oh, yeah. man. Maybe She's still we, the only one who watches it. taped it on the VCR. I don't honestly remember. Ah, it's got to be somewhere around there, right? I'm, I, there's... Again, find find a VCR because there's some there's some old dusty tape somewhere that are gonna have some interesting things on them. Do you know the uh, <clears throat> the news channel five here in town? You do the the five one thing. Yeah. You know, you you hold up one hand with the five, and then you move to the one to promote KSDK's channel five's number one. I did get to be on that one time too. They were out at the. Uh, you logged like a good. 90 seconds of stream. Uh, <laughs> so I've still got, what, 13.30 left? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, if you're 15 minutes, yeah. yeah. Yep. Good at math, too. What I know. I'm sharp, man. I'm sharp. Well, you know, again, it's been four months. I've recharged these batteries. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, come June, I'm going to be struggling, and we're going to need to call in the bullpen every now and then. The glass melts in a fire, right? It's a terrible idea. <laughs> Just for the people who can't watch what Brian was doing. He was trying to put a glass bottle on the well, fire. As opposed to just smashing the glass on the ground. I said it out yeah. loud. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so what are you drinking tonight, boys? Oh, God. I actually have... That's a signal, right? One of the best beers I've ever had in my entire life. It's the uh, Goose Island's uh, Bourbon Barrel Stout. Ooh. KBS? It is... They are $10 a bottle. They are damn worth God, it. Look at him bragging about it, his sweet it, insurance like, money. Uh, oh, I know. Yeah. Jesus. Like bottle of wine strong in terms of the... ABA? Oh, yeah, it's pretty strong. It's 14%. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, but it is. It's the about the best beer you're ever going to have. It's pretty delicious. Uh, I, at the moment, building off of Andy, I'm having a Goose Island, too. I'm having a Goose Island tropical beer hug. Yep, IPA. It's pretty delicious. Uh, you know, nice 9.9er. <laughs> 9.9er. Yep. Was You're there not driving home because ah. you live here. Good for you. Uh, and Brian? What an honor of St. Patty's Day. I got the Leprechaun mix pack with the Guinness, the Harp, and uh, the Smithwicks. I'd like to apologize to all of our <laughs> Irish listeners. Yeah, I know. <laughs> all both of them. All, none of them? Are they Smithwicks? Wait, does, Is does, it Smithwicks? Does, does Patrick listen to this? We'll say yes. I did text Patrick today, and I said, happy day. 
<laughs> is, is he Irish? <laughs> he's Patrick. Well, I don't think they own that name. No, I'm pretty sure it's and Patrick he's, O'Marvin. He's, okay. He's Catholic. Yep. So I mean. Yeah. Well. I don't know. Yeah. Two. Two uh, bits of knowledge leads to a conclusion. Yep. Pat- plus two equals Six. Irish. <laughs> two plus two, two plus two equals Irish. Huh. Smarter words have never been said on this podcast. There were podcast. just random potatoes around today, I noticed. Like, in the gutters and the streets and people's front yards. I don't know. New tradition? I I don't know where you're going with this. I, I'm going to just let him go. Let it breathe. Let it breathe. I got my Irish beer. <laughs> <laughs> Brought my three-inch snake. Like... Saint, you know, St. Patrick can. Man, I love you, Brian. Chase it out, oh. chase it out of the country. <laughs> Good grief! So, uh, so you bought a St. Patty's Day six pack? Uh, it was a. Uh, I'm not. I'm not a brand guy, but man, I love me some Costco. <laughs> there was the 18 pack uh, St. Patty's Day sampler, and it had a six pack of Guinness, a six pack of Harp, and a six pack of Smithwicks in it. I was waiting for you to say, and a potato. And a potato. <laughs> it's potato. It's potato. <laughs> I like I like Colbert's little thing he's got going on with the, U- the Ukraine right now. Oh, can we, are we, are we, is there a war segment tonight? Or I mean, are we you gonna, know what, if you want to. Are we just going to skip over that? <laughs> no, I mean, hey. I mean, know. if you want to get into serious topics, sure, bud. You, you take this podcast wherever you need to. You feeling saucy on the. Uh... Let's, let's take a short break. Let the audience breathe. Oh, look, this guy. This guy knows. I know. He runs the show He's now. He's running point hey. now. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm two beers in now. It's time. Oh, he's it's ready time. to talk some Zelensky. It's, it's time. <laughs> it's time. You know, he's, he's, he's our guest next week. He's <laughs> Vlodimir? Yeah. I, I mean, he's I really going to put Vladimir Putin's feet to the coals in the next segment. So we got to... Is it Vladimir... Vladimir Putin? Vladimir Putin, yeah. Is, Putin is such Vladimir a funny Ilyash name. Lenin. It just sounds like something that your kid says when he poops right? his pants. And I, I just did a Putin. Kind of feel like by <laughs> not knowing his name and guessing it's Vladimir, is that kind of racist? No, it's fine. Okay. I don't think that. I thought that was. No, that's his actual be, name. Okay, Vladimir Putin. <laughs> All right. So yeah, so we're gonna really hold Putin's feet to the fire in the next segment. Is it weird that Vlad Guerrero? And Vladimir Putin have the same first name. Wow, I never made that connection, but yeah. 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 Let's think about that and come back. We'll see you in the next segment. I mean, that's a that's an incredibly hot take about Zelensky, Brian. I don't I don't know. I think God, you hit the record button. Oh, you didn't hit the record no, button. No, it was too... Oh, I don't... You, you missed my whole commentary? Well, we took about a 15-minute where 37 you, minutes? You ranted and raved and threatened Putin, and... We broke this down, and I don't think we can fix it. I would have had to edit it out, because the KGB would have been after you after what you just said. That's, that's fair. Well, that's, let's just say... They're probably listening right now. Absolutely, they are. Hot right. takes were given. And I wonder if they'll want to go to the Mosquito Bowling Alley afterwards. <laughs> I mean, do you think they have like a, what is a traditional Russian potato? No. 
vodka. vodka. <laughs> a vodka pizza there? Yeah, definitely a vodka and poorness. I'm gonna poverty. Poorness. Oh, poorness. Okay. Yeah, poverty. Yeah. Okay. All right. Ah, God. You know, sometimes I try to use the English language and it doesn't work out. Yeah, it just doesn't know. land on me. <laughs> it, uh, it bites certain people in the butt, man. Yeah, words are hard. Words are hard. But uh, good war segment, though. I, I, I do appreciate you not, re- you know, not recording that. So. Well, it's uh, well, you got out the map. You really broke down what both sides should be well, doing in a risk-like is, I mean, come fashion. On. Yeah. And why? I live, I live next to a war planner. For Christ's sake, which countries are vulnerable? Vulnerable. And uh, I mean, everyone who's played Risk knows oh, yeah, that you are. don't start a land war in Asia. Nope. Nope. You're not going to win that. Or uh, that other game. I got three Axis words. I got, I got three words for you. Oh. Moldova. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're going to... That's okay. it. Where are we going with this? Moldova. It's the home of one of the world's most famous baseball players. Dova Mold. that's why we are leading into our baseball segment. <laughs> Boy, Dave, you saved that one. Oh, whew, whew. nailed it! That was a hard right turn, that but was you a did hard it. Right turn. Oh man! On two wheels. Here has, we go. Has there been a professional baseball player from Russia? Uh, Ooh. yes. Fla- yes. Vladimir Guerrero. Vladimir Guerrero. Guerrero. Yeah, literally what I just said. Paul okay. Faber. Yep. Yep. And Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He's not from Russia. No, he went back to Russia to, to have be his born. Kid. Yeah, because yep. when you want health care you go to russia you go to russia pretty sure that's how it works and you want the dual citizenship just in case well duh I, just in case what sucks is he well, can't be president though rubles right. are so valuable mm-hmm. you would want to have that option yeah so right. that, uh... <laughs> you can let that one sit uh so everybody i know we're all excited about uh the cory dickerson sighting today as a cardinal fan right zach McAllister really got my gears uh, grinding you know i don't i why are people upset about it no it, it's, it's a depth move it's fine he's a guy I, I, everybody's signing minor league depth moves right well except for the pirates dogs are making an appearance <laughs> the neighbors dogs are making an appearance yeah so everybody's like signing free agents. He really hates Corey Dickerson. <laughs> and, and then you see what the Pirates are doing, and they like signed some waiver claim off the Phillies. Vogel, Vogel, Ryan Vogel song? No, no, he was actually good. That's why they would avoid him. Vogel, Bach. Vogel Bach. They did sign Is that a player? He's a first baseman. Okay. He looks like he he should play softball. I think the Pirates are the only organization to have a South African and an Indian player. Oh, the kid that won the million-dollar arm. Yeah. And then he went to, on to be a professional wrestler. Well, yeah, John Hamm signed really? him, right? It's John yeah, Hamm. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. From St. Louis. St. Yep. Louis Connection. So what? it all comes back to the Cardinals. And I think that South African dude is still playing Kwanki, or K-E apostrophe O-W-N something. No? Uh, Kebron, Kebron, the third baseman, Kebron Hayes. Hayes. Kebron Is that Hayes? who you're thinking I don't of? Think Maybe. He's Indian. I don't no, think no, so. South no, Africa. South Africa. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I know Kebron they had a South Hayes. African for a while. 
and it wasn't Pistorius. Ah, right, the guy with one leg, and yeah. the blade for a leg. I think he's, I think he's in jail. He's busy being in jail. Yeah, yeah he murdered his girlfriend. Top five favorite South Africans. Go, Charlize Theron. She's so That's number one. She yep. is. I mean, she's one, two, three, four, and five. No, right? Nelson Mandela's number three. Oh, fine, fine. He makes the list. Then Gary, the other two are again. Gary Player. No, he's not South African. Gary Pettis. Who that is. Uh, <laughs> famous Gary's. Go. Gary Ernie, Sinise. Ernie, Ernie Ells. Oh, good play. Gary, Gary Sinise. Sinise. Ernie Ells is a famous South African. Both of you nailing it respectively. Well Look at done. Us. High five. Well done. Yeah. What's the topic? I'm I'm behind by about 30 seconds. Well, now we're just naming right famous now. Gary's and or South Africans. And or, yep. And if the Gary happens to be from South Africa, double bonus points. Gary SpongeBob's pet. Yeah. This is uh, this is like that show with Max Kellerman on ESPN where you just shout, <laughs> and uh, I award points based on how loud you shout. Can I be J. A. Adande? Yes. And you're Woody Page. You do kind of look like Woody Page. Great. Perfect. He's full of what hot does, takes. What and he's does from Woody Denver. Page do? <laughs> Come on, you know Woody Page is a sports writer <laughs> from Colorado. Like really, growing up in like. The 90s and 2000s. You watched Around the Horn, right? It was on have, ESPN. Have cable. Oh my gosh. My God, that's what I did with my time as a bartender at 4.30 in the afternoon. This circa like 2004, Yeah. Oh gosh. <coughs> no, I definitely didn't have cable then because I was in the workforce and we're a shit. Well, so was I. I was a bartender. I think ESPN didn't you was hear like me? free, right? Um, no, it's cable. Eh, whatever. <laughs> Okay. Um, hmm. So the owners locked out the players. <laughs> <laughs> you were looking for a segue. There was just no segue. Just, uh, just struggled with that one. Uh, he really wanted to break this down. We got it. We got to get into this because I have very, very strong thoughts on the whole collective bargaining agreement and players' union and the owners, but. I don't have the same opinions as everybody, and I know actually David has a very different opinion on how this stuff should work. So, and since me and Dave share opinions, well, I, do I? What? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I and, feel differently. Let's argue. Well, no, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. You won the negotiation over Andy, so he doesn't actually have a voice in this conversation. Oh, that's right. right? Thank you. Right. Yes. Okay. Well, no, but you represent me, so argue against him. Okay. Okay. So, oh, I'm gonna lose. Yeah, just good run. Go. How do you feel about the state of baseball in general? Take out money and just like, are you enjoying watching the game? And then we can get into how the <coughs> negotiations so, can can change that, your enjoyment of the game. That is a really good leading question because I've not watched a full game of baseball in three to four years, five years maybe. A full game. Front to the end. Just to sit down and be like, you know what I'm going to do tonight? Watch a game. I haven't done it. Because it got boring. The game itself has gotten incredibly boring. It's dying. And it's I mean, dying. It's dying, man. It, it's bad. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if it 
if it got boring as much as like we just had other things to do like i i don't have time to sit and watch a full baseball game anymore. no i i disagree with that i mean yes that that's part of it yes we have things that we're doing our kids are at a certain age that we're involved with up playing their own baseball games for and right for me but to sit down and watch a game now where there's people are working counts and trying to walk and just it's not baseball like I remember baseball and I'm I'm trying not to sound like a little boomer who's enjoying the back in my day kind of thing. Okay, boomer. Right. But it, it, it's it's not enjoyable anyone. I don't want to watch people walk and I don't want to watch people strike out all the damn time. It's boring. Agreed. Agreed. And 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 I'm not saying I'm watching like a full game, but I tell you what baseball last year again was a little more fun like i did watch the wild card game against the dodgers i did watch that Uh that was entertaining um but you're right everything is like a a three that true three true outcome thing yes walk strike out home run all the damn time everybody strikes out so much yeah and everybody's trying to work that count for that walk because they're so focused on on base percentage Or uh, running up the pitcher's count to get the starter out of the game. So you can get into the bullpen where the guy is also throwing 100 miles per hour. Right, right, which makes no sense. Or in the playoffs, they'll maneuver it to, like, bring in a starter out of the bullpen with two outs and two guys on when they've never pitched in that situation before just because that's our best pitcher. And it makes no flippin' sense. But whatever. Brian, have you enjoyed it? So what I'm what I'm hearing is, it's not captivating, and it's not capturing your attention. Nope. No. And and I think that's a huge issue for baseball. Is it's just boring as shit. Yeah. Like how I, I'm not spending three hours to sit down on any given night and watch baseball. I'm just not going to do it. But or you on know, a Sunday. I mean, 20 years ago, 20 years ago the games were still 3 hours. It's no, not like no, they're no, longer. No, no, they were shorter. They but they were still 3 hours. Mm, I would say two and a half or so. I'd have to I'd have to go back, but but there was more stuff happening then. Both of you are right in that weird way because yes, they were shorter, but it was the same. It was shorter because there was less, like, taking pitches all the damn time. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Greg Maddox would pitch a Maddox game of it'd be under two hours, he'd throw under 90 pitches, and it'd be a complete game. Okay. So it would be different in that regard, but there would still be that same thing of of people stepping out of the box and slowing the game down. And not Maddox, but also other teams pitching changes slash, you know, Tony La Russa doing that shit, bringing in a lefty specialist to slow things down. So you're both right in that regard. That's my hot take on that. But whatever. Okay. Sorry, go ahead, Brian. Um, it, it's just nobody has that much time in their life to dedicate to something that's that slow. Yeah, right. I, I, I mean... Why, why is NFL football so popular? One time a week. It's pretty much nonstop excitement. You saw some of the best playoffs 
ever in any sport this postseason in the NFL. So many games going into the final play, then they go into overtime, then I, I just like drama, 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 drama. And and baseball's just so flipping boring lately. So and basketball and hockey is constant action. There isn't right. basketball. Basketball and hockey. Yes. Um, I I think basketball's fine, except the last two minutes of it becomes unwatchable. And because of the fouling situation, it's the fouling, the there's the the overcoaching, it's but it's they, miserable. They market their stars so well. Building off of your NFL thing, though. So yes, it it's constant action, but is it really? Like so, honestly. If a lot you, of downtime. There's a there's so not even just commercial breaks, but you know there's the killing of the clock, and I did I feel like I saw something recently where like actual action time. Oh oh, it's minutes it's only long. like eleven minutes. Yeah, mm, yeah. Of when the quarter or when the ball is hiked. Yes, correct. Yeah. Yep. But it is the hype, the build up to the play, and what's going to happen. And the build-up to the play itself, when everybody's lined up, I count that as action because you really are watching. Once they break the huddle. Once they break sure. the huddle yep. and they line up, that is, that's the game now because you're lining up, you're, you're working on the defense versus the offense, people are in motion, there's things to watch on that. Um, I mean, if you're just watching the downtime between the NFL when they're in the huddle and milling about and like kind of resetting everyone from downfield or whatever, that gets monotonous. And boring, and there's a thousand TV timeouts in football. Okay. Right. I think football is an unwatchable product from the aspect of I am inundated and with commercials. Inundated. So, oh, go ahead, Brian. You had a thought. Maybe it's because of the point of life that we're in that this stuff just isn't important right yeah. now. Yeah. You're not um, wrong. Maybe a guy that's kids are in college or, you know, that doesn't have children at all. Or, or, or younger, like they have more energy to invest in that. I just don't allow a random sports team's outcomes to affect how I feel about anything no. anymore because it's irrelevant. Now, it always has been, but my right. reaction to it has not Correct. always been the yes. same. And, and these leagues need people to invest in the product. Yeah. And the product in baseball is garbage. Yep. And so people yeah. aren't going to invest. Like, I'm not going to sit on a Friday night or a Thursday night or a Sunday afternoon for three hours or more in front of the television. Like, no. My, my, my kids got things to do. I got things to do. The difference is when you make it an outing and you go to the game, that, that's a whole different experience. But I'll tell you what, $40 a pop for tickets, yeah. parking, Yeah, you're looking at a couple of hundred dollar outing to see not that great of a product on the field at a lot of times. Well, if, that's because you're a pirate fan. This is also true. Okay. If there was a way on a, on a Sunday afternoon, like let's say I don't have anything to do, I did my yard work, I finished it up at one o'clock and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to hang out on the porch and maybe I have a TV on the porch and I'm watching that or I'm listening to it on the radio and maybe I'd do the barbecue or whatever. That would be a good way to spend my time. But that three hours listening to that, I'm also 
not really listening because I'm also dicking around on my phone, right? Yeah. So I might be playing like some Sudoku on there. I might be scrolling through some news feeds. Like I'm distracted while I'm listening to it because whether it be the action on the field or I actually kind of think there is not that many good people describing the game to me anymore. I think there's a lot of milk toast people. Absolutely. Nobody has, nobody's willing to like, you know, burn a player on their own team. Is that milk with a Q or a Yeah, K? with a Q. With a Q. Okay. It's not, I don't even need to burn them. I just need them to be entertaining and tell a story. No, but at the same time, call out something when it's yes, bad. when it's bad, call yeah. it out. Ron Santo was fucking awesome at that. Yeah. yeah Pardon my language, listeners. But it and, was he was great at it. Like, when he would be like, oh, come on. Like, he felt it in his soul. And that's why listening to him describe a game was both arduous. And Harry Carey. He gave an honest flipping reaction. Yes. Jack Buck, Jack Mike Buck. Shannon. All those guys are great for that. Mike Shannon, when he was coherent. Yes. Dan McLaughlin is actually okay with it. But there's not many Dan McLaughlins. He is anymore. good. If you listen to him for like the little snide comments he makes, yes. he makes a lot of snide <laughs> he makes comments. A lot of snide comments. And they're very funny. But then you're watching the game, you're not listening to it. Like if he was on the radio, I, I think he'd actually be better. So it is, it's one of those things where it's, I will turn on the game, a ninth inning, eighth inning mm -hmm. type of thing, and watch the last couple innings because, you know, there's, it's entertaining, it's the end of the game, whatever. Or, um, have it on for background noise or whatever yeah. that's that's what's always nice and that's what i like about baseball is just turning it on and it's there do you guys remember the first time that like you could go to the mlb either network or the website and go like i can listen to any game possible it's early 2000s maybe 99 and it was um broadcast.com it was mark cuban's thing really he um figured out a way to broadcast all that stuff over the internet really and that's how he made his billions and um then he you know he sold and and whatever before the dot-com bubble burst in what oh three mm -hmm. yeah because yeah. that's when i couldn't find a job out of college because the economy was in a recession <laughs> and which is why you had to build snowmen and get on uh, local tv news yes, to build correct. your brand <laughs> and i did i yes the the like tenth of a cent every once in a while comes in from that in a check <laughs> Um, yeah. Yes. So, yes. That happened. And it was amazing. And you could listen to anything, anytime, from anywhere. And that revolutionized. And it was so yeah. awesome at the very beginning. You're like, shit, I can listen to a Baltimore now we, now, Orioles now game. Now we take that, advantage, take that for, uh, advantage. Because it's so... It's so controlled. MLB is so bad about it. You can't... You have to subscribe to charter or whatever mm -hmm. to be able to watch a cardinal baseball game you can't stream them with the mlb app because it's local blackout oh it's local blackout so so we know the game's not the game that we enjoy so let's talk about what will make the game better and want and, and make us want to go and watch it again the tv breaks have to be shorter okay and i know that like advertising pays for things i get that it's the business model right but we have to speed up the when a pitcher warms up 
two commercials. And when so, and then we so do. Pretty shorter, good about shorter that. games shorter, in general. Yes. To match busy lives, smaller attention spans, and really just cutting out dead time. Yeah. Okay, what if what Pitch if baseball clock. were to do the radio model of doing live reads? You know, and you're just sitting there that watching would be fantastic. the pitcher warm up and you're that would be the way it's talking about and 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 a good broadcaster is going to be able to weave that in while the action's happening he can be talking about selling woods basements breaking while he hits the home run and then going back into that but that's why you have to have good broadcasters and not ex-baseball players all the time in there not all the time some are good some some are good miserably but yeah. you need to have real broadcasters who can See, weave John Wainer, stuff. Right? John Wainer. Oh, that's my that's my pinnacle right there. That 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 moment in that bar in Cincinnati with John Wainer <laughs> and Bob Walk. Love you, John. Wasn't uh, Bob Walk there too? Bob Walk and uh, Joe Block. I mean, I I feel like Brian, you are wanting us to bring up the shift. Oh no. Um, but okay. No, fine. no, 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 no. You, you, you talk about what you want. I, no, I, like, th- that was my next. That was my next thing right, on this. Yeah. All right. There is you zero up, reason. So I will tell you about it. Mm. Dave go ahead. Gonna go because I just cut I'm him off. I'm pissed about that. Go ahead. I'm not. Go All ahead, right, Brian. So, um, the, the, in, the, in the whole history of baseball, you've had nine men on the field, mm-hmm. and there's no rule that has dictated where you need to put them. Right. Stand the, them wherever you need to. The who cares? manager or the players would determine based on who the pitcher was on the mound and who the batter was, where they would position their players for the highest probability that they would make an out. Yeah, exactly. And so now we're, we're, we're taking that away from the players and the manager to be able to say, I think this left-handed pull hitter is going to hit a ball here but I can't put my players there because we want to artificially inflate the offense yep. in the game because that's what people want to see, I think, is complete crap. I know for a fact Matt Carpenter is going to hit it in this 45-degree angle area. He's not going to hit it over here at all. He can't even drop down a bunt. But I can't allow you to do it because, you know, we got to make offense more snappy keep the game moving all this fun stuff what the hell difference does it make that annoys that annoys me beyond whatever i have a much better solution to that than positioning be better at hitting well so so here's here's the thing when uh when we were getting into baseball let's say the 90s late 80s maybe the fastest pitchers Greg Maddox. Like, the fastest pitchers maybe hit 97. Yeah, 97 and, was And I mean, it. topped out at 97. I'm sorry, do you not know Randy Johnson? Nolan Ryan. thousands, dude. Roger Clemens. Randy Johnson was late 90s. He was a rookie in 89. He was in the 90s, yeah. Well, okay, but he didn't throw 97. He threw, he threw 100. He threw 100, man. Anyhow. He blew up a bird throwing. Have you seen the bird <laughs> video? I have seen the bird video. <laughs> My point is, I know. velocity has exploded mm-hmm. over the last 10, 20 years. And the, the distance between the, the plate and the pitching plate hasn't changed. So okay. the, the players have 
milliseconds to make a decision on when to swing the bat, where to put the bat to hit the ball. And so they just are overmatched by the velocity that, that the pitchers in the modern game bring. And I think if we move the mound back, and I'm not talk, talking about like six inches or a foot, I mean like 65 feet, like move it back five feet, four and a half feet, you gain an extra four and a half, five feet of time, 50, 100 milliseconds or whatever that is, to pick up the ball, see what it's doing, and decide swing, no swing, where to swing. And I think that's, I think that's a big part of uh, the problem is no contact. You talked about three true outcomes. Yep. You're gonna swing as hard as you can because if you happen to hit the ball, it has to be hit hard because the players are amazing and they're gonna get you out otherwise. And it's coming in at a billion miles an hour. And so it's hard to hit. And you can't just, you can't just take a little, I'm gonna make a contact swing. A slap swing. It just doesn't work. So, so I agree with your premise. I agree with it from the standpoint of- Or you strike of, out and then it's boring. Of like, yes, when you, when you throw fast, it's harder to catch up to it. But my counter to that is, is pitchers have always thrown fast. See Nolan Ryan in the 70s. He threw a fucking 100 miles per hour. That is a huge outlier. But the fact is, is that in the 70s, Nolan Ryan would throw 100 miles per hour in the first four innings. And he'd throw a complete game. And his arm would tire out. Yeah. So he's throwing 89 right. by the end of it. Versus now, you have guys throwing 100 miles per hour all nine innings. Because you're going from a guy starter going four to five innings yep. to a relief pitcher throwing 99. The, that guy getting taken out, another relief pitcher coming in throwing 99. So you're basically proving my point. I am. So I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm saying it's slightly different. I think pitchers did throw 100 back then, but they would leave them in there for longer. That being said, I again... I, I don't see why then if if hitters can adapt or can't adapt or whatever, fielders should be allowed to adapt. You so, have nine guys in the field, you shouldn't be <coughs> confined to where they no, should I stand. Think, I think Sorry, we're in agreement on that one. Let's say the the one incongruent part about this is that if you're saying that a dude is throwing a hundred miles an hour and they gotta catch up to it. Why then are they swinging so early that everything's being pulled? Why are they pulling everything? Why are things not being slapped? If you're a right-handed hitter, why are things not being slapped to the right side? Even if you're swinging hard, if you're later, things should be going opposite field. As a guy who can't catch up to a fastball, all of my stuff in high school went to right field because I couldn't catch up to people, right? right? So why is that not happening? Why are they out in front on everything? So then the hitters just adapt by swinging a millisecond later. They're professional baseball players, right? Shouldn't they be able to, like, time their swings better? The human brain can only work so fast. That's the problem. It's literally such a short time between when the brain picks up the optical signal from the eyeball, processes it, says, this is where the ball's <coughs> going to be 
200 milliseconds later. Right. And I, oh, by the way, I need to decide, am I going to fire the other neurons to make my arms and hips and shit I get move? that. Disagree. Hold on. So my thought These on are this. These the, are the, the, the 1,200 most elite people in the world, and they can't hardly not strike out 20% of the time. So I, I listened to... Again, one of a TikTok recently, right? <laughs> yeah. So and that's, it a, was, that's a strong source. It was a Padres player talking about um, Fernando Tatis and experience. And motorcycles. <laughs> it was a Padres Reds game. I don't know from the '90s, right? And um, he was talking about how there was he was at second base and a rain delay broke out, and Tony Gwynn said, "Hey, you know what's going to happen?" They're going to bring in this left-handed pitcher to come face me. He's going to throw me this pitch here. I'm going to take this pitch, and I'm going to line it over the shortstop's head into left center field. You're going to score from second base. It's a tie game. And he's like, okay, Tony, whatever. And the game ended up getting delayed, pushed off to the next day. They came back, and that exact scenario played out. They brought in that left-handed pitcher that Tony Gwynn thought. He threw him the slider low and away. Tony Gwynn lined it into left center field. Double. He scores from second base. And he's like, I bet what that the slider F, was I bet that God, I, love Tony I bet Gwynn. that slider was seventy-eight miles per hour. Doesn't not, matter. Not ninety-six. Predict that stuff. And You're a professional hitter. You don't need to predict stuff. That's the problem. When a, when a slider's at ninety-six, you have to guess. When a slider's at seventy-eight, you have more time to see where it's going and put your bat on it. I agree. Now, Tony Gwynn is also He's a legendary a hitter. Poor example yeah. because he was in the 99th percentile of, of people able to make contact with baseball right. of all time. So, like you can't compare the general population of really good baseball Not players. Not even general pop, gen pop. He's 99th percentile of, of baseball players. Right. So that's what I'm saying, like you take your middle two-thirds of baseball players, their contact so, rate yeah. nowhere near Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn is different than Paul DeYoung. Paul DeYoung is not going to be able to fucking do that. But I guess at the end of the day, my point is is that you just got to be better. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's what your manager... Hey, be better. Yeah. There's no reason... Don't suck as much as you did yesterday. There's, there's no reason they can't take that pitch and go the opposite way. Albert Pujols was a genius at hitting that low outside slider in 1995, or I mean in 2005. Wow. Yeah, I know, way back in the day. Mm-hmm. No, in 2005, he was still hitting that pitch, and they were still throwing that hard then, right? So you take that pitch, and you go, boop, into right field. And again, he Pujols still hit the Tony Gwynn No, kid. but he hit 45 home runs, yeah. right? He was not trying to hit every pitch out of the park. He didn't have to. He hit 330, and then when they grooved one in there because he had a 3-2 count or 3-0 count, then he would drive one, Because at the end of the day, there's different levels of skill in baseball. There's the Freddie Freemans who can beat the shift, and then there's, again, the Paul DeYoungs who can't do dick against the shift. It's just there's the haves and the have-nots, and I think that's it at the end of the day. And so you can't ban the shift people can stand on the field wherever they want you just need to be better or adapt that's it now to counter that dave the defense can also adjust too yeah so 
uh, you can have, so let's say you have an imaginary line drawn from home plate pitcher center field, or second base of center field, right? And the shortstop cannot cross that until the pitch is made, right? He but, can still play all the way over to that line and still get to some shit. Sure. I think we're going to see a lot of that. And that's like, fine. Like, that's adapting, quote unquote, right? zone. Yeah. And then, yeah, once the... I don't know, pitches released, or I, I don't know what the rule is actually. It has to be. It has to be an imaginary line. You can't do it any other way. You you just can't have. You have to have X number of people on this side of the field and X number oh, on that this side. But, not but, counting the center fielder. Again, what's the difference between this and and your job, Brian, with your successfulness? Six, succession? Succeed? Succeed? That's an HBO successfulness. Series. Boy, we are God, a hard word. Success. Success, thank you. What is the difference between your success at your job at collecting uh, donations for your company and if somebody put restrictions on you all of a sudden, you can't say these buzzwords or you can't talk to these people. I mean, honestly, what difference does it make? I think we're in agreement about the shift. I'm talking about moving the mound back. Right, but why do you need to do that? People need to adapt. People need to be better. There's the, there's the people game, who are good at it, needs and there's people who are bad at to it. To the people playing the game, because when sixty foot six inches was was instituted, pitchers were, I don't I don't maybe they were still throwing underhand. Definitely, the batter could call for high or low where they wanted it, and they definitely weren't even throwing eighty miles an hour at that time. I'm pretty so, sure I remember when they were throwing underhand. They were like, hey, yeah, here you go, so, fit this. So the game has a, it evolved to the point where the general population of elite player cannot compete with that velocity just because the human brain can't, can't process it fast enough. That is a physiological bound that is hindering the game. But again, creating... why are we pulling everything then? Okay. That means they're swinging ahead of time. They're not pulling 100-mile-an-hour fastballs. Matt Carpenter, they're lining up out what, in right what, field what because his, he's pulling everything. What was his batting average? Like six. He's not pulling anything. He's, he's not hitting anything because no, he can't catch up the No, no, he's not striking out. He's pulling everything into the second okay. baseman. I think he hit 187. Yeah, I mean, Again. it was like six. Let's say that this is a development of recent years. It's been a gradual development. So people at the high school level have started throwing faster. People at the college level have started throwing faster. So thus, if you're a hitter at that high school level, you should have faced that higher speed. And then when you move to college, you face that higher speed. And then when you move to MLB, you're facing even higher. You so are. So you should have fucking adapt. It's, it's not adapting, David. It's the brain can't process it fast enough <sighs> to get the bat to where it needs your to be. Your body and your mind adapt. No! It's, it's a... Okay. No, I, let's, Brian, let's I'm, I'm, I'm literally giving you. We're just disagreeing on this. No, no, one. I'm giving, like, I'm saying, if your brain can't catch up to it, why are they ahead of the pitch and hitting and pulling it all the time? They're guessing. They're guessing. That's fine. They're so not then. pulling it. Why not wait they on it and stop it. guessing and Everyone's react to it? it? Stop pulling the fucking ball. Hit it the other way. Slap it into right That's, field, that, the, left the, field, the, whatever. The data does not support that everybody's pulling the ball more than they have forever. But you, the guys who complain the most about the shift getting them out are pulling the ball. 
why. Like Matt Carpenter is the perfect example I think of that's, this. That's disconnected from people being able to uh, have more time to see the ball because those players have that they don't have the skill to hit it the other way, no matter what velocity the ball's coming in at. I think we can agree that nowadays people have more time to sit and look at a menu and realize what kind of pizza you should get at Mascuta Bowl. <laughs> oh, God. I'm a big fan of looking at all the meat toppings and saying, put them all on there. What should we call that? Uh, Load it up, call boys. That? Load it up. Big meaty? Let's call it the, the big meaty. I think it's the big meaty. It's the big meaty pizza. Yeah, you know what? If you are looking for a good time in Mascuta and you need a pizza for your outing, maybe your nerd night, Maybe you're maybe you want to sit down and actually watch a baseball game on a Friday, Saturday night. Okay. You know what you do? You call it the Mascuta Bowling John Alley. Jurgensmeyer. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. No. You call the Mascuta Bowling Alley and you order a pizza and uh, bring it home. You got the big meaty. Uh, it's Lent right now, so you can get the. Do uh, they have the big fishy? Oh God! The big fishy. sauce with fish sticks. I would, I would really, really like to eat that pizza. I would like to try that. Okay. But no. They have the uh, the shrimp uh, artichoke pizza, which is wonderful. You're not shrimp artichoke. I'll take your word for that. Yeah. No, it's actually pretty good. I've had it before. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Grab your pizza, take it home, enjoy the game. Mascuta Bowling Alley. And leagues are not forming right now, I hate to tell you, because you know why? They're all full up. That's how popular it is. Very popular. People are into to bowling. And so, uh, but if you want to go out on a... Tuesday, Wednesday Muscuda. night. You want to go maybe just have a, a, bowl, a bowl with the family? Take them out there. Do it. Let's go to Bowling Alley. There's a number. Eh, Google it. I could give it to you, but Google it. No, if I don't Google own my that own shit. bowling ball, will they supply me a bowling ball? Oh, they'll supply you both bowling balls and bowling shoes. What about bowling socks? Uh, you will have to bring your own socks. Okay. Always bring two pairs of socks. Okay. So you don't have to put your socks that were in rented shoes or do you think into your own shoes do you think that bowling fungus goes through socks i think it collects on it yeah and then it gets in your shoes so do you wear two pair of socks when you bowl you put a sock no and I, then a protective I, sock i bring up i i wear socks i put them in the bowling shoes i take the bowling shoes back okay wrap a trash bag around my <laughs> yeah, shoe that's right i take the socks off i put fresh socks on and then insert those into my own shoes so i don't get bowling alley funk in my own when you talk to john wayner what did he say about bowling he seems like he'd be good at bowling god he would be very good at bowling so i remember about three percent of that whole evening okay mostly wayner things still amazing okay <laughs> i also imagine most people from pittsburgh to be super into bowling there's there's a lot of bowling I, leagues yeah. in, in the bird i was in a bowling league as a teenager Hundred percent. Yeah. Nice. Have you pitched one fifty-seven? I remember the Mascuta Bowling League, Mascuta Bowling Alley. Excuse me, to the people in Pittsburgh. Um, it's a little bit of a trip. Uh, so have you mentioned the shrimp and artichoke pizza? Shrimp and artichoke pizza. <laughs> it's at actually really good. Bowling Alley. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Well, on that note, well, you know. Uh, we broke down uh, baseball now. Um, I don't know where we can go from Baseball's here. Baseball's broke down, you mean? <laughs> Other than the question of the day. Ooh, oh, intrigue. Yeah. Oh, we intrigue. still have those. All right. Yeah. Well, we will do those when we come back. Right, Dave and Brian? Amen. Absolutely.
Later. Welcome back, kids. Gosh, that was a fun segment. I mean, we talked about baseball. We talked about Russia, life, life, and uh, more baseball. So Mostly baseball. (laughs) Really, thanks for sticking with us, all 22 of our listeners. And we didn't even get into the 1996 Athletics middle infield problems. I mean, Mike Iago, he was a problem. He was a huge problem. Gotta be better. And, uh, you know, now now that's over with. Now we're moving on to greener pastures. Brian, uh, you've been a part of this before. We, uh, we're trying to get to know each other better, right? Yes. We have this thing where we, we decided we need to get to know the inner Andy, the inner David, the inner fill-in-the-blank guest. So... <laughs> We reached out to Women's Health Magazine, and they provided us a list of funny questions to ask your best friends to strengthen your bond. And, um, you know, tonight we're on a different question. Brian, do you feel ready for this? I'm prepared. Let's do it. Wow and wow and wow. Okay. All right. Andy, do you feel like you're ready for this? Uh, I've done a lot of calisthenics to get like physically prepared i've done a lot of mental gymnastics wow. to prepare okay but uh you know what when it's game time you never know what's gonna be thrown at you You don't know what's coming at you and you have to be ready. i'm not the tony gwynn of women's day magazine questions mm, mm, good callback good callback i'm not in the top 99th percentile <laughs> that's a couple standard deviations <laughs> above the mean yes all right Brian Dolsky. Sir. If you had to eat the same meal at least once a day, what would it be? Oh, this, this is, is this too is easy. easy. Yeah. For me, it's pizza. Yes. I, there's, so I worked at a pizza shop in high school, and there's the pizza on the menu, and there's whatever I want to make. <coughs> yeah. And fold it, you can use Red sauce, white sauce, no sauce. Barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce. Ranch as a sauce. Buffalo. You name it, buddy. Okay. There's there's almost infinite possibilities. There's always the crust, which is my, my carbohydrates are my favorite thing. Except for it's still pizza, and it's going to fucking fatten you up, and it's going to give you acid reflux, No, man. man. You, you put the nope. chicken broccoli pizza on there, you go a light crust, and it is almost a health Light food. crust? You thin it out. You use like a small dough and you stretch it out to a large pan. Come on, man. Mm, mm, mm. Expert over here. Okay. On pizzas. Yes, pizza, hundred percent. So you would say pizza over like, and this isn't my answer, but a burger. You can put any amount of toppings, different toppings on a burger, right? Or you could take the bun off the burger and then you're not eating the fucking crust. I can put hamburger on a pizza. Yeah. Because I'm not here for the actual hamburger itself. But and, and make a hamburger pizza. Mm. And it's better. And it's better. Wow. Okay. All right. Wow and wow. What about a sandwich? What about... Because you can have different lunch meats. No. I can put capicola, pepperoni, Italian dressing, lettuce, tomato, onion on a pizza, cook it up, call it a calzone, 
and it's an Italian sandwich. Call it a calzone. Boom. I'm with Brian 100% on this. It's pizza all day long. I heart. You can take an Aldi's pizza pizza that costs you two. Aldi's pizzas are actually quite good. They're good as a starter. And then you gussy them up. No, you gussy them up. No and then. You... They're fine, actually, if you want to take them by themselves. But you throw some extra cheese, some mushrooms, some, like, crumpled up bacon bits, some sausage. You do whatever you want to those guys. It doesn't mind. It'll let, you, it'll let it happen. Doesn't mind. doesn't mind. You turn that pizza into whatever you want. And that's why pizza you can have any day of the week, any meal of the day. I've had breakfast. There may I've be a Casey's pizza. detour on my way home. Sure. I did have I actually did have Casey's breakfast pizza today. It's not or terrible. Not this week. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good you stuff. You should be their ad department. It's not terrible. It's not terrible. Hmm. All right, David. Hmm. So we, Andy and I have spoken. I mean, pizza, yeah. is, pizza is fine, whatever, you know, because of the fact that I'm watching my carbs, right? No, you're watching your acid reflux more than And anything. I'm watching my fucking acid reflux. Uh... I fucking love a good salad. I really love a good salad. Like, you can take lettuce, carrots, put whatever you want on that baby. This sounds like virtue signaling. Oh, no, I really like salad. You know, I'm a vegan guy. F you. I'm putting ham. I'm putting tuna. I'm putting whatever I want on that. Bacon bits. But, you know, I don't don't get acid reflux from salad. Just saying. Just saying. That's unfortunate because I don't get yeah. acid reflux from great pizza. <laughs> I don't yeah, either. Well, I don't either. At your all. face. Well, great pizza, but how often do you get great pizza? To be how fair, how many times are you out somewhere? All right, all right. And let's, they're let's, like, oh, salad is pizza hut. You can make a salad into a lot of things. Like, yes, you can take different kinds of lettuce. A Caesar salad is different than just a like a chef. Did salad, you know right? that you can make a BLT pizza and it's fucking awesome? Again, it is again. Yeah. But how many times are are, are you going to be like somewhere and they're like, well, let, we'll just get some little Caesars five dollar pizzas, guys, and then you have two pieces and you're like, fuck, my throat's all like burning now. <laughs> never, it's never happened to me. Well, you guys suck. Acid <laughs> reflux throat's sucks. Burning now. It sucks. There's pills for that. Look yeah. into it. Uh, I think it counteracts my ED medicine. Have, so have you considered being better? No. Uh... Be better, David. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. We're on to the pizza topic. There's this thing called St. Louis-style pizza. Which is fun. Yes. It's wonderful. Emos. Tell me about why people think that's pizza and why people like it. I just you know, like thin crust. Before we answer this, the crust. I just want to say, weirdly, buffalo chicken pizza and, like, barbecue sauce-based pizza don't give me the acid reflux only red sauce. Neither here nor there. So it's the acid and the tomatoes. I'll let, I'll let your tomatoes. I'll let your doctor reflux. know. Your mom. How about that? Uh, so there we were. Um, <laughs> St. Louis style pizza. Emo's. Uh, Emo's is fine. I like cracker thin crust. It's, it's fine. fine. It's just a different version of the many kinds of pizza you can have. Yeah. I like stuffed crust from Pizza Hut. I know Pizza Hut is like the most generic pizza you can have, but dude, it, it, pizza more stuffed crust pizza. pizza. Hut Twenty years ago, I thought was, was good, especially their pan pizza. That was kind of unique. Now it just it like oversaturated with butter. It seems like everything. Yeah, it's mostly grease. It's yeah, fine. So I think that's everything. So 
But it's better than Domino's. See, but here's the thing, like St. Louis people are like, mm. oh my God, Emo's is the best. And you guys are like, yeah, it's fine. Like it is, it is a cracker with Hunt's tomato paste on it and some kind of nasty concoction of melty, slippery yeah, I mean, cheese. Yeah, it's Provel cheese. It's just like, that is not pizza cheese, guys. Fortel's Pizza Den was a good St. Louis style pizza back in the day. And what's um, with the square cut? Who cuts their pizzas in squares? I don't have an opinion on I that. I have zero I don't care. opinion on that. I don't yeah. care one way or the other. Yeah. Don't care. I'd like a slice of... Triangles, no, squares, a, pentagons, square. circles, okay. spheres. Rectangles? Rectangles. You're anti-rectangles, right? Oh, God. I've had a long-standing yeah. feud with the right. rectangle so, community. So, since we're on the pizza topic, top five St. Louis <coughs> pizza destinations. Or or national chains if you want to mix one in. Pie. You think they're better. Pie is really good. Like pie. the math yep. sign, a yep. pie. Got it. It's really okay. good. Jets Pizza is really good. Jets is new to the game, and I'm a big fan of theirs. They, big time. They're new to, like, this area. Yeah. But they're really good. Yeah. Um, the mm, Dewey's yeah, isn't bad. I like Dewey's quite a bit. Hot take. I don't like Chicago-style pizza. I don't like sauce on top. It's only fine once in a while. I don't like it. You only eat one. It's it's so good. you don't like blackhorns. It's good from like Gino's East Different. or someplace up in Chicago. They don't the put stuff the sauce you get on around top. here is not mm. not the same. Yeah. I think it's better there. I think it's better where it comes from. So Black Blackthorns is like number three because they do Chicago style pizza, but it's like it's an inch but and a half of cheese, of cheese and toppings. And not an inch and a half of flipping sauce on yeah. top. Okay. And Chicago style is typically that much sauce yeah. on top. Uh, so Blackthorn is solid. Blackthorn is solid. Man, um, there's this place over in Soulard called The Stable back in the day. God, they had great pizza. I think they're closed down now. They were affiliated with that haunted place over there, Limp Brewery. Limp Brewery? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They were really good. I'm a huge fan of Peel Pizza. Peels they are very good. They're, they're wood-fired ovens. Just yeah. It's good. They're, they're mushroom pizza. I, I get it every single time I go. Their specialty pizzas are good. They had a Philly cheesesteak pizza that was awesome. Lindsay's a big fan of that mushroom pizza. Yeah. yeah. Peel, peel is good. Uh, chain-wise, I like Marco's. I think they're they're solid. And then, like, middle-of-the-road, Benny's. Casey's. Casey's. Casey's is good, Casey's actually. Casey's is an underrated. Like, nobody's like, yeah. hey, <laughs> hey, let me go get pizza from the gas station. Nope. nope. But, but it's, it's, it's kind really of, good. And you know another decent uh, gas station pizza is uh, Godfather's there at uh, 159. I've and, still uh, never Frank had Scott that Parkway. Before. You should try it. It's quite good. Okay. Because that's an actual pizza chain. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just happens to be at a gas station. But you're right. right. I would take Casey's over a lot of Casey's, other places. It's solid. They pile on the cheese. Yeah. And, like, their cheese envelops all of the ingredients, right? Yep. So, like, when they bake it... The ingredients goes into the cheese. It's not cheese with shit on top. It is shit with cheese baked around it. So when you bite into it, you're eating cheese and sauce with maybe a mushroom, maybe a sausage. It's a blending of the flavors. So it's a mystery meat in your mouth? Is that what you're saying? I don't know about their meat situation. Because you said maybe a sausage. Speaking of mystery meat, I think you guys just convinced me to get White Castle on the way home. Perfect. I like it. I don't know how you got to White Castle from here. You said mystery meat. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, you're going to... Come on. It's not that hard. You're going to have a really bad day when you open your truck. No. I'm just going 
future Brian is going to think past Brian. Hey, 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, Brian is going to be like, that was the best idea because I just lost two pounds. Boom. Yes. <laughs> As Brian shits out his innards. People watching on YouTube, we just high-fived. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Go to the webcam. Yep, go to the webcam, baby. Go to the that webcam. That was only one question. Are we going to get to two more questions? Or does that wrap it? So it typically is only one, right? Oh, yeah, only we've only one. done one oh, now. Oh, wow. Okay, well, I'm because, late to the game, Because boys. if you listen to season one, episode... It, uh, you know that when we try to do a one question with Carl, it turned into about three hours. So the Carl episode still has me um, shaking my head a little oh. bit. Um, the, 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 um, the furry thing was... Eye opening was, was, was a lot, you know. It was a lot. <clears throat> oh, and I thought I, the rollerblading I, was I think, I to think, the rave was actually I where he I was 90% serious, <laughs> which is what perturbs me the most <laughs> about that episode. And how awesome was that? God, was, he played it, it well. It was fantastic, yeah. Carl. Good job. Yep, 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 yep. And that's why we, we left the audience wanting more in season one, right? <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a season two. This is season oh, two. Season You're the two opener, bud. One. You're the opener. Darn. I was the opener last time. We didn't even post that one, so maybe this one will make it. <laughs> I think no there promises. was there was actually an opener that was uh, you know just a bullpen session. Gotcha. And uh, then later on, the first one that got posted still I think had you on it. Oh well. Bullpen yeah. session. We had Randy Choate on. Yeah. Randy yeah, Choate. Yeah. Yeah. Stephen Baralt, who's with the Cubs now. Uh, he has the fish scale tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that's an arm sleeve. Really enjoy his tattoos. He's apparently intelligent, but he can't pitch. Apparently. Shots fired by Brian. Hey, he was on the Pirates, man. I know a lot about him. <laughs> John Wayner told me. <laughs> John Wayner. You follow told his me. TikToks and like now you're friends? I'm pretty sure John Wayner has a flip phone. <laughs> If we had to pick one of our friends who still has a flip phone, who Bob is it? Walk. No, Bob. of our friends. Friends. Who still has a flip phone? Tom Krebs. Tom Krebs. That's he Tommy, has, our pitcher. He has a jitterbug with those big numbers on it. <laughs> a yep. jitterbug flip jitterbug phone. phone. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll never hear this because he doesn't have a phone that has No, apps. he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> well, no one will hear it. He so. might, uh, you know, accidentally... Bumble F with his fat fingers on it while he's making a taco salad. He accidentally, on type of Michelle. accidentally types in porch beers with the links. Uh, no, God. he'll be searching for another lasagna recipe. Oh, that's awesome. He does post a lot of food. I'm out of this of conversation food, just in case. <laughs> Tommy, I think you're great, and I would like to continue being corned beef friend. and cabbage. Tommy today. is one of my favorites. Corned beef and cabbage. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Patrick O'Marvin. Patrick O'Marvin. Well, uh, from Porch Bears with the Lynx, season, season two, two, episode, episode one. one. Brian, you have any parting thoughts? Episode one. That's it. You know, I tell you what, Andy, no hard feelings after the negotiations. Uh, I think this is going to be our best season yet. Um, I'm glad we're back. I'm glad you uh, glad cleaned up. Got off meth. Oh, my God. That meth. It's a hell of a drug. Yeah. Man. Woo. Woo. It's hard. We're going we're gonna to conquer this, buddy. Yep. One day at a time. One day at a time. And now we're on the same team, thanks to Brian's negotiating skills. And Mosquito Bowling Alley. 
Yep. All right. We'll talk to everybody later. Bye.